we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Revelations 2 and 8, and, the, and unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, write this. So to the pastor, write this. These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. He says, I know thy works. I know what you're going through, the tribulation. He said, and I know your poverty, but thou art rich. And he wasn't talking about money. Because he said, I know your what? Poverty. But thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them that say they are Jews and are not. But are the synagogue of Satan. This is what Smyrna looked like. It's not much left of it. But you can tell kind of that it never really looked good. They didn't have no money. Okay? They didn't have money as a church. And they didn't have money as members. As a Christian, you had to basically vow the vow of poverty to stay in Smyrna. Paul planted a church in a city, but the only way you can be in that city is to be poor. Because as a Christian, you couldn't recognize the false gods. You couldn't worship the emperor as a Christian. So you had to go against the government and forego prosperity. Christ begins his address to the pastor of the church at Smyrna by saying that he understands the conditions they are living in. How does he understand the conditions? Because Christ chose to live without earthly riches as well. Oh, but Jesus had a house. The Bible said, Creflo Dollar said that the Bible said. <laughs> Jesus had a house. Yeah, he had somewhere to sleep. I'm sure he had a house. The Bible didn't tell you the dimensions of the house. He didn't have Creflo Dollar's house. He wasn't concerned about that. When they were hungry, he didn't pull in no money out of his sash. He told them, go find the fish and, and get some money out of that. He chose to live that way. Y'all know Jesus could live any way he wanted to, basically. Basically, he could have. But he chose to live without earthly riches. So when he said, I understand your poverty, he understood it. Because that's the way he chose to live. He didn't choose to live high on the horse. He didn't choose to have the finest linens on. Every preacher that has said that is a liar. They all lying. T.D. Jakes, liar. Creflo Dollar, liar. Mike Murdoch, liar. They're all liars. Because Jesus did not live like that. He was meek and lowly. He chose it. He's going to add to the Bible to make you feel better about you ripping folks off. Adding to the Bible. Why folks add to the Bible? James 2 and 5 says, Hearken, my beloved brethren. Hath not God chosen the what? Poor of this world, rich in faith. And heirs of what? The kingdom which he hath presented to them that love him. So God has chosen the what? The poor of this world that are what? Rich in faith. That means you can be poor financially and rich in faith. Uh-oh. I just went against, oh my God. You can be poor financially and rich. An old mother that don't have no money can pray for you one night. And the power of God can hit your house. An old preacher 
sitting that don't have no money, nowhere to preach because he don't have no money, can lay hands on you and bless your life. You know why? Because if he don't have nothing and he's still talking faith, In Smyrna, to be economically prosperous, one must worship the emperor or suffer economic sanctions. So if you wasn't down with the Caesar at the time in Rome, you, you, you were messed up, okay? And it was a whole bunch of Caesars that they had to go through, 10 of them ex- to be exact. And then after that, they had to deal with Constantine who merged the church and the pagan government. So they were just, Smyrna went through, trust me. Christ turned down Satan's offer for earthly riches and prestige. So he understood exactly how this church felt. So this is why he did it. Satan offered him all the kingdoms. Luke 4, 7 and 8. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. And the devil had it to give because the Bible said he's the God of this world. They're his kingdoms. That's why we don't believe the seven mountain foolishness. Because that's a lie. God don't want them seven kingdoms. They belong to the devil. God ain't get them before he returns either. When he gets them, they ain't going to be here. They're going to be burned up and melted. God ain't salvaging this earth. Are you kidding? What this earth did to Christ, do you really think he wants to be here? Would you want to come back? No, no. He's going to come get his folks and it's a wrap. It's done. You know, seven mountains. We're going to win the mountains over for Christ. You ain't winning nothing. Listen to this church. They were right there. They would have been the first to win a mountain if it was possible. They didn't want the mountain because Christ didn't want it when the devil offered it to him. He said, if you would just worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thy serve. But he was really talking about himself. I ain't worshiping you. I'm going to worship God. So keep your kingdoms. He turned them down. He didn't want the earthly fame and the earthly success from the devil. Amen. So Christ understood what it meant to live in a society where you turn the devil down, and the devil owns everything. Christ encouraged them by saying, Even though you are poor financially, you are rich spiritually. This statement alludes to the fact that some may never have earthly riches, but in Christ you can be spiritually rich and what? You can still bless others. Acts 3 and 6, Peter, who chose the life to not have money. Peter chose to not have money. So he walked up to the man that was laying by the gate, beautiful, who had been crippled all his life. And the the dude raised out his hand like, man, y'all got some change? And Peter said, silver and gold, have I none? But such as I have, I give to thee. And in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. No money, but the power. Look at somebody say, stop chasing money. You need the power, man. The lies of prosperity gospel. Now, it's nothing wrong with prospering, okay? Sometimes it takes an education. It takes a good job. It takes, you got to have a way to make the money, right? You ain't going to be Jed Clampett 
You go shooting for some food and up through the ground comes a bubbling crew. That ain't going to be your story, I promise. Okay, what you shooting at? No, 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 no. Some of y'all may never have above what you're making on your job. You know what you got to do in that case? Live on what you're making. You don't buy stuff expecting a breakthrough. If it ain't broke through the check, if the, broke, if, the, if, the, if the boss didn't break through the door and tell you you got a raise, then don't buy it. Amen. You may, you may just live, you may, bear, you may live a very modest life, very meager. That may be what God wants for you because if you got more money, you'd be at the juke joint. They still have those. And they call them something else now. Yeah, you would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Little money. Little money, you'd be away from the Lord. And the Lord knows because <laughs> the Lord, the, the Lord knows. <laughs> the Lord knows because you backslid when the income tax check return came. Every year. Every year the income tax comes. You go and get fully zooted in MCM gear. You got the whole sweatsuit. The Mecca jeans. I got the Mecca jeans with the pocket that tall. And the Carl Kanai boots. Every time you get the... <laughs> you done left the tag on the boots. You done left the receipt. How much they cost everything on you just jingling. <laughs> Oh, he must have got that income tax. What's up, bro? What's up? <laughs> you can't be saved and have it. I mean, you sinning without it. You broken sinning. Yeah, you can watch these guys all day long. All they gonna do is lie to you. Peter, Papa. I ain't find nobody last name. Pop off. You can't tell me nothing. Now, what's your name? Pop off. Bye. The Word Network, Daystar, TBN, y'all, all of it. That's, it's all perverted with prosperity. You know why? You know how much it costs for them to exist. They have to make money. So every year they have a telethon and they go get these guys. They need to just call it a creature feature. <laughs> Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar, Brian Karn, Paula White. Benny Hinn, money folks, just always lying about some money. Oh, I'll say it because that's what it is. And I'm trying to help you. And they all got to listen to the master prophet. I've never heard of a master prophet. Y'all, he's a Jedi. He's a Jedi prophet. No, he's a, he's a Sith Lord. Yeah, he's a Sith. Bernard Jordan. Yeah, that's him right there in the black. That's, that's Bernard Jordan. He's the prophet to all the stars and the famous people. Oh, I'll tell the truth in here. Now, we ain't playing church. I'm not playing. Lies that they tell. Y'all watch these shows, they're going to say God wants us all rich. That's a lie. Everybody in here not going to be rich. As a matter of fact, he said, how hard is it for a rich man to enter in? The last thing he would want to do is make some of y'all rich. You are messed up poor. You can't live right with no money. He's not going to finance your demise. You stealing sin right now. You have the money to pay for it. It would just be. <laughs> Second lie. Gain is godliness. That's the opposite of the Bible. 
Somebody that looked like they're prospering and making it, you don't walk up to them and say, man, God has really blessed you. What? What does that have to do with anything? Just foolishness. Gain is not godliness. Just because somebody has something don't mean God gave it to them. That's why y'all need to stay off of this Instagram and stuff and quit trying to compete with folks before you end up in debt. And then you're mad at me. You know, folks leave this church because the wife get bitter about the husband not having no money because they think I ain't preaching something about money to let him get some money. Y'all crazy. Will you get off Instagram and quit competing with folks? You're too young for that. Go through some years of not having. I pray and celebrate those in here that are content. We living like we can live. Brother, if you don't like it, put something on it or shut up. This is what we can do. Everybody don't need a house. Some of you will be an apartment till Jesus come. Don't let nobody tell you you have to have a house and you throwing away money. That's what you can afford. You better stay there. Oh, man, I'm just throwing away money. How you throwing away? Did you sleep last night? What is throwing away? What? What is that? I mean, but he ain't, I ain't invested. You, you, that money could be going. No, it can't. It takes 10 years for that money to go toward the principal. Get somewhere. Man, you better do what you can do and quit looking at folks. Lies these folks tell, they say poverty is a curse. If you broke, that's a curse and it needs to be broken off of you. So, so Smyrna was cursed? Did Jesus say, I know y'all are cursed, but I've come to lift the curse off of you? No. He says, I know you don't have money. He says, but you are rich. That means you all good with no money. Man, when I was broke, I didn't think I was cursed. I just thought I didn't have the money. And folks would ask me to do stuff, and I said, I can't do it, Tanya, because I don't have the money. We can't go. And we would sit home and have some fun. But yeah, but we just, I mean, ooh, we wasn't sitting around. Oh, man, we curse. It must be a curse. God, I pray right now that thy, thy would lift the curse of God looking at me like, boy, you the one don't have no degree and can't get a job. You better sit there and wait till I call on you. Eat that $3 meal. That's what we ate. A can of tomato sauce was a dollar. A thing, we call it a thing of noodles. I don't know the correct terminology. That's what we call it. Go get a thing of noodles. Can of tomato sauce. And the tube of ground beef. That's like the cow that nobody... That's, <laughs> that, that's the rejected cow. The one nobody wants to have anything to do with. We're not going to package his... We're not going to package... Uh, it, it, we don't want you to see that meat. So We're going to put it in a tube. <laughs> you can't see the quality of that meat because it's going to be brown. It's going to be gray. I know this is bothering you because you're a health expert. But it's going to be gray, so we have to hide that meat in a tube that you can't see through. And we, we would go one step further and wait till they put the tag on it, the red special tag. It just says special. It's a red sticker, and it goes on that meat. Nothing else in the store because it has to be waterproof because that tube sweats. So you have to... <laughs> I ain't playing. It's special. That means it's a dollar. The dollar, that's our $3 meal. 
that was when we had to, if we happen to, if I happen to have $5, we got to get the Pepperidge Farm garlic bread. Remember that? It was frozen. And when you bite it, little stuff go everywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. You bite that bread, you will be vacuuming and sweeping. <laughs> That's all we could do, and we didn't care. We invite Tanya over. She gonna get crumbs all over. Come on. Mimi would come up. That ain't that what we did? You can have as much spaghetti as you want. I wasn't sitting around, oh, no, that's what we could do. And we praised and worshiped the Lord and trusted and believed that he was still God. I would tell God every night before I went to bed, God, if this is it, and my wife would hear me, if this is it, then let it be, because I'm going to still serve you. Material things are rewards. God ain't rewarding you with a car. Because you live right for a week. I've lived right all year, Lord. I think I deserve something. Okay, I'll let you live, turkey. Can't earn rewards. You're supposed to be dead for what you did. Yeah, he's forgiven you, but you should be dead for who you hurt. And all the problems you caused. You want something for living right, and living right is your reasonable service? Lack or financial struggle means that God is not pleased with you. That's a lie. Because that's something that they, that they really taught. They taught God was punishing us for things. And things were a result in this life for our actions. No, if God punished you, you'd have a smoking head. You'd be a burnt skeleton right now. God is not doing that. He's going to have a judgment day. Consequences are doing that to you. Now, you got to be careful what you do, who you hurt, who you mess with, who you speak against, who you come against, because stuff will happen to you. But it's just the law of reciprocation. That's all it is. It's the law of, of, of reciprocation. But lack of financial struggle, that don't mean God is upset and he's trying to pay you back for something. Amen. I ain't hide money from you. No, I can't give it to you because you, 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 you messed up back when you. No, it don't work that way. All right. So just throw that away. Quit believing that when you get before the Lord, just pray to the Lord. There ain't no curses on you. Jesus took all the curses on the tree. The Bible said curses is the man that hung on the, the one that hung on the tree. He took the curses. Ain't no curse. Ain't nobody. You ain't walking around in trouble with the Lord. If you've repented. There's therefore now no condemnation to those that walk not of the flesh, but after the spirit. No condemnation means it's paid. You're good. Look at somebody say, you're good. Okay, so take that away. That's not why you don't have money. I promise you, if me and you sat down, I could tell you why you don't have none. No, that wasn't the devil. That's a bad decision. Sowing money translates into spiritual. So you take the natural. And you plant it, and it'll grow into whatever you say. So you name the seed. You name the seed. So take that money. Get a piece of money. Get a piece of money. Piece of money. Piece of money. Everybody get a piece of money. You get that money. Now, we're going to name the seed. We're going to name the seed. We're going to aim it. We're going to name it and then aim it. Then when we put it in the bucket, it's going to become what we spoke on it because we aimed the seed. I'm telling you the biggest lie. The Bible said that you're supposed to give what God purposed on whose heart? 
your heart. So when somebody get up and say, God is saying that X, Y, and Z, then bro, I ain't listen to you because my heart didn't say that. Your mouth said it. God is saying 500. I see. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 500. I see 500. 500 is the number. I need, I need everybody to get up with 500. The Lord is saying $500. What else is he saying? Before I give you this 500, I just need to know a little more about what he's saying. I'm telling you about me. He told you that I have $500. What else did he tell you? Maybe you can help me with some things. Let's talk about this. You mean he just told you how much, I mo- how much money I have and he can tell you nothing else about me? I th- tell me the rest. What else did he say? 500, all these money numbers. Don't, God don't talk like that. Amen. He's going to tell you and purpose it on your heart to give it. Now, you may feel, man, I think I need to give $500. And your wallet say, nope, nope, you don't have that. Okay, well, maybe I need to purpose $100. Because the Lord and the wallet, they going to be in agreement. They have already discussed it. Oh, what gets on the head gets on the body. What I have, you're going to have. Oh, you see me driving, you see me speed, hey, what I have, you're going to have. Or if you give into it, sow into it, all what gets on the head is going to ooze down on the rest of the body. Bruh, I don't want nothing to ooze it. You can keep the ooze. I'll just keep driving my car. If oozing has to be gets on the head whatever you what y'all don't understand when you sow into what I'm doing you're gonna have what I have they preach that gets on the head it gets on the beard with the beard can I pick the part I want to be they say lack of money is a lack of faith that's not true Because Smyrna believed until the end. They didn't have no money. John on the island of Patmos, who Jesus spoke this stuff to, was in exile and broke and starved to death. He wrote Revelation, all the secrets of the end. And couldn't even eat. And he believed till he died. Striving for riches means you are diligent. Now, you know, that's the baby boomer stuff. That's the baby boomer stuff. You sitting around and not on the grind trying to make it in this life. You're lazy. You're not diligent. You sitting around. Oh, you at home taking care of your kids and you ain't out working? Girl, you're just lazy. Need to get out there and get you something. What happened? What's gonna happen if he what, what something happened to him? And you don't have nothing, and you just that you just want to brag to the aunties. That's all it is. Bragging rights. Well, you better leave folks alone, let them live their life like they can. Yeah, I, you, ooh, I could give you, oh, I could give you so many examples of folks that pushed their daughters out there, pushed her out there, and she never got married. Name it, claim it. And you will receive it. 
Ha-ta-ta-ta-ta. Had the song, name it, claim it. What's the next part? It's yours. It's your harmony. Yours for the asking. Whatever you need. Who is it from? From the. Now the song is lit. Don't get me wrong. Don't you be messing with Twinkie. She was caught. Twinkie is caught, okay? So the song was killing. Now, oh, but them words was from Satan. Whatever you need from the Lord, name it and claim it. That is not a truism. So name it and claim it. That's prosperity gospel. God ain't never told you to name it and claim it. He told us to call things that weren't as though they were. Then go speak to your Hyundai and call it a Benz. And let's see. <laughs> so stupid. That is stupid. You out there just walking around. Brother, what you doing? I can't tell you. <laughs> Pray for finances and God will send it to you. God does not, you can't pray. Look at somebody and say, you can never pray for money. You just can't. There's no Bible for praying for money. Okay? Because it, you just can't. It's not going to work. God does not, God doesn't have cash in heaven. Okay? He said, give, it shall be given unto thee. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Who's going to give you the money? Men. He said, men shall give unto your bosom. So you better go work for some men, be friends with a man, or be married to a man. If you need some money. Married to the right man. Amen. And if you're married to him and y'all don't have no money, you better have love. Love even, love feels better. Yes, it does. It, the love will carry you through the brokest times and you won't even know you broke. Folks have to come tell you, brother, you know you're broke. What? Not me. I'm rich. I'm, look at her. I'm rich, bro. You broke. You can give your way out of poverty. That is a lie. You can't give your way out of poverty. Okay? You just can't. First of all, if you're in poverty, what you giving? First Timothy 6 and 10, for the love of money is the root of what? That means everything bad comes from the love of money. Which while some covet it, that means they chasing it, they wanting it. Ooh, they think they need it. They have what? Erred from the faith. Not only did they err from the faith, but they have pierced themselves with what? Their life is messed up right now. They're discontent. They're unhealthy. Their life is screwed because of money. The love of they can't even read scripture and understand scripture because they love money so much. The blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not came from the Jewish sects that claim to be the seed of Abraham but denied Jesus as the son of God. So they claim to be of the father, but they denied Jesus. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh to the father, but what? Except by me. 
don't matter if you're Jew, don't matter if you're Greek, don't matter if you're Hebrew, don't matter what you are. No, he said no man. No man. I know how Lindsay and them guys, they messed all of this up back in the early 70s and John Hagee and all of them. And they trying to make you think that there's going to be two different dispensations, two different judgments, two different everything. The, 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 the Jews are going to have theirs and then the Christians are going to have theirs separate. No, no, no. The Bible says no man cometh to the Father except by who? So without Jesus, I'm sorry. I don't care what your lineage is. They said, never tell you in the Bible, uh, John 8 and 37. Uh, he said, I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word hath no what? Place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father and ye do that which ye have seen with. We have different we're both Jews. Oh, my goodness. We're both, Jesus is speaking to the fact, we're both Jews. But we have different fathers that we're going to spend eternity with. You're going to your daddy when you die. You know that? That's why you better try to get along good with the one that's on earth. That's practice. Because you're going to your daddy when you die. And Jesus is said, we both are Jews. We're both the seed of Abraham. We both came from there. But we're going to two different places. My father's in heaven. Your father's in hell. Oh, that's displacement. No, it's not. That's what man named it that. That's the Bible I just quoted. Bible says that they are the synagogue of Satan. Y'all know the whole Hitler thing. I talked about this in part four. The reason why Hitler picked the Jews was to hurt their culture so bad that it would be a crime to speak out against them in any manner. So now anytime you say anything negative about Jewism, or, or, or about Jewry, you're anti-Semitic. Even in the church, we can't say that Jews without Christ are going to go to hell. That's anti-Semitic. Christ is supposed to judge them differently. And they all moving back to Israel. And oh, he going to raise the temple mount up. There's no more sacrifices. Ain't going to be no earthly temple. Are you, what are you reading? Who you on YouTube? That's, where, that's what you saw. And oh, now the black brothers done got a hold of it. The Negras. Now they talking about the temple. Oh, they building the mount. We, we all go, we're going to the mount. We're the mount, the mount. Brother, you don't even have a house now. When are you going to build a mount? You have nothing in your name. Everything's in your mama's name. How are you going to build a temple mount? The Bible says they are the synagogue of Satan, which suggests their allegiance was to Satan. Today, many that claim to be chosen ones are of the synagogue of Satan as well as well because they have pledged their allegiance to erroneous doctrinal beliefs, supremacist genealogies. Y'all know who that is. That's the brothers. False gods through fraternities, sororities, secret societies, organizations that worship other gods. So when you pledge your allegiance to these things, you are of the synagogue of Satan. That's your church home. What church you go to? SOS. Just shorten it. Ezekiel 8 and 12. Then said he unto me, son of man, 
Hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the chambers of his imagery. For they say the Lord seeth us not. The Lord hath forsaken the earth. So even back in Ezekiel's day, the guy was speaking unto him and saying, don't you see what's going on behind the scenes? That's why they own everything. That's why they corrupt in everything. That's why everything reeks of Satan. Because these are the ones that killed Jesus Christ. And unless they believe that he is the Messiah and the Son of God, they won't enter in. Jesus clearly states that they are not true Jews. The true Jews are those that accept Jesus Christ as their Lord, plain and simple. No man come to the Father except by him. Colossians 3 and 11. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond, nor free. But Christ is all, and who, and what? He's in all. I'm almost done. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried. And ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful. He didn't say, I'm going to give y'all money. He said, no, be faithful. What? See, when he says cast into prison, it ain't like some of y'all that's been cast into prison. Because you got out and you're here. Right? You went to the county for whatever reason, but you got out because you're here. That's not the way it worked back then. When they cast you into prison, that was, you were waiting to die. They didn't have no term. Oh, you're going to stay 30? They weren't going to pay for you to live. When you went to prison, you were, you're a dead person. Paul was in prison writing all the letters, writing all the letters, writing all the letters. And one day he looked out the window, saw him sharpening the knives, and there was a chopping block. And that's when he told Timothy, he said, my time has come. I fought a good fight. It's over. He said, but be faithful unto death, and I'm going to give thee a crown. I'm going to give you a crown of life. Okay, I'm going to rush through this real quick. Isn't this good, though? After Christ commends the church with understanding, he then prophesies their sufferings, saying that the devil would try them. They would be cast into prison, which would result in death. 2 Timothy 3 and 12. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus are going to what? Suffer persecution. Comes with it. This church would face persecution from Roman emperors, which would be for 10 days or 10 years or 10 dispensations or 10 terms, however you want to interpret that. And this persecution would end through the merging of the church with pagan gods by Constantine around 313. Christ tells them to remain faithful through these periods. So they under all of these emperors that were having them killed, were unjustly doing them wrong, wouldn't let them make any money. They're all dying, starving, all these things. And Christ tells them to just remain faithful. Mark 13 and 13, and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endures unto the end shall be what? Man, Jesus tells them that if they remain faithful, they will receive a crown of life. The ultimate reward for martyrdom is to be saved by God, bearing a crown that represents the giving of one's life for the sake of Christ. James 1 and 12, blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive what? The crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Summary! The persecution of Smyrna is representative of the persecution many are facing today. Not you. None of you. 
Look at yourselves again. Look at your clothes. When you leave here, you're going to go eat. You're getting in a car. You just, I'm not talking to anybody in this room. Nobody. Nobody. Okay? Yeah, this is not for you. In America, while we enjoy various pleasures, plentifulness, earthly achievements, we do not fully understand the persecution of the Church of Smyrna. In other lands, this type of persecution is real, and many are martyred daily for the cause of Christ. Many that are listening to this, I'll excuse me, mm, they're listening to this very message. They've emailed me and told me. They told me that they're hiding out right now, listening to my voice. Right now. People are after them. If they find out they're dead, their families are dead. They don't have anything asking for batteries to play tape recorders. And the stuff we worried about just, gosh. That's why these guys on TV, they just make me so upset. Oh, Because there are people that just are really dying. For the cause. Many that are listening to this very message are hidden away in caves, underground, or in exile because of their desire to hear truth and hold on to the faith that saved them. They are poor financially and have limited access to resources that we have in abundance. They search for batteries just to play recordings of sermons. They search for Bibles just to get a glimpse of truth in the midst of their persecution. They run for their lives just to maintain their beliefs. But Christ encourages believers facing these types of persecution to do what? Fear not. Do not be afraid even unto death. To live as Christ, but to die as gain. Though we face minor persecution here in our nation, We must never forget those that fight for the right to name the name of Jesus in their countries. Praise be to God that he would grant us the luxuries and material things that we possess because there are many that do not have and will not have them. But their gift, however, will be granted to them on that great day when Christ comes to settle the score. They will be rewarded with their crown at the judgment of the second death. When those that persecuted them will be cast down and we that are faithful will be exonerated. Revelations 2 and 11. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt. Of the second death. Everyone stand to your feet. Had a guy just walk up to me and tell me, man, I send recordings. I get these MP3s and I put them on tape. And I send batteries and tape recorders to Sudan and to Ethiopia. And said these people are hiding underground listening to your messages. Then I had families that were there, a part of it. Some of them were able to get out and become refugees and they came to some of my engagements and they would walk up and you automatically knew when you saw them, you saw hate, uh, just you saw the power of God just glowing from them because you knew they had done something that none of us will ever do. Most of us. 
they overcame something that was, man, and we sitting up here complaining, ungrateful, discontent. We all guilty of it. This message checked me so hard. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I'm not a flaunter or nothing like that, but I got some very nice things. And I give God all the glory and honor, but some people don't have it. And I can't measure what people don't have. I can't measure their spirituality by that. And you can't either. You don't know. So we all need to repent of just having and not giving God true praise for what he's done for us. He's done a lot. He's allowed us to live pretty good. Amen? Everyone bow your heads. Don't play, PJ. Nobody need to feel good. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, and we just praise you, God, for being great and mighty. There are things about you that we'll never understand. There's things about, things in the word we won't understand till you come back. There's just things that we won't have to deal with or go through. And, you know, we, we, we live pretty good here in our society. We, we have good things and nice things and abundance. But, God, we don't want to be coveters. We don't want to be hoarders. But we don't want to be unappreciative and ungrateful. We want to thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us, all you've given us, all you've blessed us with. Our children are living better than we live when we were children. They have things and access to things in an abundance. Help us, Father God, to instill truth in them so they will be grateful for what they have and understand that others may not have it. And Father, right now, we just want to pray for those that are listening to this message in less fortunate environments and less less fortunate places where they just don't have but they struggle to hear truth and they struggle to hold out and hold on to the end. Some of them are facing death and they know death is coming and they still being faithful to you. We pray for them right now, Lord, for their safety. We pray for their faith, that their faith would hold and they would stay strong until you return. And God, we stand in the gap and we just want to be sensitive to those things so that we don't look at ourselves as better and look down on them like they have done something wrong or they're just not doing what they should. God, your divine purpose, let your divine purpose continue. We give you the glory and the honor, Lord, for what you're doing for them, what you're doing for us, and we'll praise you until you return. In Jesus' name, we pray. Keep your heads bowed and just thank God. Just thank him for what you have. Ask him to forgive you for trolling pages and wishing and wanting, speaking discontentment and saying, I, if I had this, or why don't I have this, or so-and-so has this, this person has that. Where is mine? Where is my blessing? Where is my... Man, just, 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 Lord, forgive us. Forgive us, God. We don't deserve anything. 
We don't deserve anything. And there are people that are dying. They're waiting on this message right here. It's going to encourage them. We thank you, Lord. And we'll continue to do this, Lord. We'll remember this church just like you remembered them. You didn't have anything bad to say about this church. We'll remember them. We'll remember this. And we'll just take every opportunity to thank you for what you've done. Jesus name. You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.